We are in Yavamos, Memo Beis, 40B4 in the Arts of Gemara. And now that we are completing Daf Mem, we are now a third of the way through. And so by the end of this recording, we will be a third of the way through Yavamos. So really a Mazel Tov for the completion of a third of the Mesefta. Uh, it's, really, uh, it's really been quite a journey through Yavamos, and uh, it will be some very interesting topics coming up in the next two-thirds of the Mesefta, of the tractate. Uh, the Gemara now discusses the end of the Mishnah. We began the Mishnah yesterday in the last recording, uh, but now the Gemara discusses the second half of the Mishnah. The Mishnah in the second half says uh, two statements. It says that a person who does chalitza, they are allowed to marry. So let's say uh, there's Reuven and Shimon. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven married Rachel, and Reuven passes away without any children. Rachel is... Co-wives with Leah. So Rachel and Leah are co-wives. Shimon, the brother, cannot, certainly cannot marry Leah, even though he did Chalitza with Rachel. He cannot marry Leah. However, he is allowed to marry Leah's relatives. And the Gemara will analyze that. Why could he marry? Why could he? Why can't he marry? Why would you think that he, that he can't marry Leah's relatives? The second statement, the Gemara will also discuss, the second statement is that in that same, let's say, a similar scenario... There's Reuven and Shimon, are brothers. Rachel is married to Reuven, and Reuven passes away without any children. And let's say Rachel has a sister. So let's use a different name, because the first name was Leah. So let's say Rachel has a sister named uh, Dina. Has a sister named Dina. So we say that it is forbidden for Shimon to marry Dina's... Let's say Dina is married to somebody else. Dina is married to uh, Yaakov. Dina is married to Yaakov. And uh, Dina has a co-wife uh, with, uh, that's also married to Yaakov. It is forbidden for Shimon to marry Dina's co-wife. Uh, it's forbidden for, for Shimon to marry uh, Dina, right? So, so Rachel and Dina are sisters. And it's, forbidden to mar- it's certainly forbidden to marry Dina. But not only is it forbidden to marry Dina, but it's also forbidden to marry Dina's co-wife. Let's say if the co-wife got, uh, got divorced or if the husband passed away, it would be forbidden to marry Dina's co-wife. Uh, so we'll also discuss that case as well uh, over the next few lines. But let's return to the first case. Again, the first case is a little simpler. Shimon is the live brother. Rachel and Leah are co-wives. He does chalitza with Rachel. Leah is the co-wife. And Leah now, uh, is, he's not allowed to marry Leah, but he is allowed to marry any of the relatives of Leah. So the Gemara says, Amr of Tubi, Barkisna, Amr of Yosef, Amr Shmuel, sorry. Haba al Saras Chalutza, Havlar Mamzer. Shmuel says that somebody who has uh, relations with the co wife of the Chalutza, meaning if Shimon were to have relations with Leah, with Rachel's co wife, he did Chalutza to Rachel, and then he has relations with, uh, with Leah, the, the co wife. The child is a Mamzer. Why is the child a Mamzer? The child is a mamzer. We've explained in the past that the child is a mamzer when it is from a relationship where if they were to have relations, it would be a very severe prohibition of kares. That's what creates a mamzer. And so apparently, uh, this would be a mamzer situation. Uh, even though if uh, if if Shimon did chalitza to Rachel and then ends up having relations with Rachel, that would not create a mamzer because that is... Now that relationship is, is is a prohibition, but it's only a lav. It's an ordinary negative commandment. 
Uh, it's not a severe negative commandment, but to the co-wife, we didn't do chalitza too, that would be a severe command, uh, prohibition. Why? My time asks the, the Gemara. Be'isura the reason why there's a uh, more severe prohibition there is because he didn't do chalitza to her, so now it reverts back to the original type of relationship. What was the original type of a relationship? It was a brother-in-law and sister-in-law. For a brother-in-law to have relations with his sister-in-law, that would be a very severe prohibition. With regards to the one that he did chalitza to, so that's a very different type of relationship. Now it's no longer viewed as a brother-in-law-sister-in-law relationship, even though he did chalitza, not yibam, but it's still not viewed as a brother-in-law-sister-in-law relationship because he did chalitza. And so therefore, it's a, it's a separate negative commandment that once you did chalitza, you're not allowed to marry her. But when it comes to Leah, Leah is the co-wife who didn't do chalitza, that reverts back to its original prohibition. This is actually a dispute that we've had earlier. We had this on the Daf Yud, on, on uh, the 10th page, that uh, this is actually a dispute whether or not the co-wife reverts back to her original brother-in-law, sister-in-law type of relationship, or whether really she's viewed as also a, a chalutza. Uh, it's really the one who did a chalutza was a messenger for, for all the co-wives, and therefore it doesn't revert back to that sister-in-law relationship. But according to Shmuel here, it does It does go back to that original relationship with regards to the co-wife who did not do chalitza. And so therefore, for Shimon to have relations with, uh, with the co-wife, with Leah, would lead to a, the child being a mamzer. So Amar of Yosef, Rav Yosef says, I even have a proof to this idea. It's not just Shmuel, who is from the times of the Gemara, but this is even from the Mishnah. Earlier, Mutter Adam also. Our Mishnah, our Mishnah says uh, that a person, Shimon, is allowed to marry Leah's relatives. Leah is the co-wife who did not do chalitza, and we say he's allowed to marry Leah's relatives. If you want to say that the co-wife is really not viewed as having done chalitza, is really outside, and the co-wife Leah Rachel did chalitza. And so therefore, there's a prohibition to marry Rachel's family, but Leah, it's not like she did chalitza. And so therefore, it's like, it goes back to her original prohibition. So then, Mishim Hachim, So that makes her permissible to marry the sister. You're allowed to marry your sister-in-law's sister. That's definitely allowed. Two brothers are allowed to marry two sisters. Uh, that's that's certainly allowed. Eli uh, However, if we say that really, when Rachel does chalitza, she's doing it on behalf of all the other co-wives, and it's as if all the co-wives did a chalitza. If that's the case, so then we should have a rabbinic prohibition, just like there's a rabbinic prohibition to say that Shimon, the lie brother, is not allowed to marry any of Rachel's relatives, because it's as if, even though they did chalitza, not yibam, it's as if they were married, uh, and then chalitza took place, or the zika, there was a strong connection, and it looks like there's a divorce. So on a rabbinic level, we say there's a prohibition. So it shouldn't just apply to Rachel if Leah is also viewed as a Chalutza, because it was Rachel was the messenger for all the other co-wives, so then we should say that Shimon is also prohibited to Leah's relatives, just like she's prohibited to Rachel's relatives. We should say he's also prohibited to Leah's relatives. But that's not what the mission says. The mission doesn't say that. The mission says it's permissible. Shimon is allowed to marry Leah's relatives. Why? So it seems to be that the reason why it's allowed, at least at this stage of the Gemara, the reason why it's allowed is because we don't view it as though uh, Leah also did chalitza and it was Rachel was her messenger. No, he, she didn't do anything. She didn't do any chalitza, and she really reverts back to being a sister-in-law. And that's why, if they were, to, if Roshimah were to have relations with uh, with Leah, the child would be a mamzer. And that's also why 
Shimon can marry his sister-in-law's sister. It'll be totally fine. She was not involved in the chalitza. And it wasn't like Rachel did it on her behalf. And so those two are really connected. Those two ideas are connected. The idea that the child would be a mamzer and the fact that it's permissible to marry Leah's relatives, for Shimon to marry Leah's relatives, those at this stage of the Mara, they go hand in hand because it's all assuming that Leah was not involved in the chalitza. If Leah wasn't involved in the chalitza, so therefore you're allowed to marry Leah's relatives. And if Leah wasn't involved in the chalitza, it wasn't like Rachel did it on behalf of Leah. So therefore Leah now reverts back to being the sister-in-law. And as a sister-in-law, for the Shimon to have relations with his sister-in-law would be a very severe prohibition, and the child would be a mamzer. But the Gemara now says as follows, Isn't this, so then the Gemara then asks, isn't this a problem for Rabbi Yochanan? We just said, according to the Mishnah, uh, that we do not view our Mishnah, we do not view Leah, the co-wife, as having done chalitza. However, Rabbi Yochanan, who comes from the times of the Gemara, he really is not allowed to argue on the Mishnah. Uh, he comes, he's later on, so you're not allowed to argue on the Mishnah. And he is of the opinion, Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion, that anybody, whether, uh, for chalitza, only one of the brothers has to do chalitza, and only one of the co-wives has to do chalitza. But we view it as though everybody was involved in the chalitza. All the other brothers... The one brother who did it, did it on behalf of all the other brothers. The one co-wife who did it, did it on behalf of all the other co-wives. And that's why Rabbi Yochanan says that if any of the brothers had relations afterwards with any of the co-wives, it would not be viewed as a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship. It would not be a severe prohibition. It would be a separate prohibition that you're not allowed to marry uh, the person that you did a chalitza with. So, or any, any of them, any of them, they were all represented by the one who actually did a chalitza. But Rabbi Yochanan, at the end of the day, he's of the opinion that it doesn't lead to a severe prohibition. And it seems to be that our Mishnah is against that because the Gemara's assumption up to now is that uh, we see from our Mishnah that the co-wife, Leah, is not viewed as having done chalitza from the fact that you're allowed to marry her relatives. So this seems to be going against Rabbi Yochanan. So Amar, Lach, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan responds as follows. No, we can differentiate between the two. Vitizbara, it says... He says, slow down. He says, slow down. What is our mission discussing? The entire mission is discussing the prohibition to marry the Chalutza's relatives, to marry Rachel's relatives. Shimon did a Chalitza with Rachel. To marry Rachel's relatives is a prohibition. What type of prohibition is this? We have to, we have to slow down. This prohibition is not a biblical prohibition. It's a rabbinic prohibition. So now that it's only a rabbinic prohibition to marry your, if you get divorced, there's a biblical prohibition to marry her relatives. But uh, if they didn't get divorced, it was just chalitza, that's a rabbinic prohibition. If it's a rabbinic prohibition, so then once it's a rabbinic prohibition, even though we could really, we could hold like Rabbi Yochanan, we could say that all the co-wives were represented by Rachel. Rachel did chalitza on behalf of all the co-wives. All the brothers did chalitza. And the brother Shimon he represented all of the brothers. That's perfectly fine, and it's as if everybody did chalitza. With regards to this rabbinic prohibition, so if it's a rabbinic prohibition, we're able to sort of differentiate between different cases, and the rabbis only said that we're going to create a prohibition for the ones who actually did the chalitza, who were actively involved in the chalitza. Those are the ones that we're going to say that, to that person alone, we'll say that there's a, there's a rabbinic prohibition to marry her relatives. But they didn't go so far as to say that we're going to forbid everybody. Even though it's true. everybody It's as if everybody did a chalitza. But we won't go so far 
to say that you're forbidden to all the other co-wives and all the other brothers are forbidden to marry uh, their relatives. We won't we won't go that far, even though conceptually it's true. Everyone did a chalitza, but with regards to the, the rabbinic law that we're concerned that people uh, will get confused, it looks like they're getting divorced, that only applies to the person who actually, the two people that were involved in the actual chalitza, the Shimon and Rachel. That is the conclusion of the Gemara with regards to that case. The Gemara now wants to know. The Gemara now is uh, transitioning for a line and, and wants to know the last case of the Mishnah. The last case of the Mishnah, again, uh, let's review the last case of the Mishnah. There's the following prohibition. Shimon cannot marry. Uh, Rachel is sisters. We'll use the same names. It's a little confusing. Rachel was sisters with Dina. Uh, so Rachel was sister. Dina happened to be married already. Dina was married, and she has a co-wife. So Ra- Shimon is not allowed. To, first of all, Shimon certainly cannot marry Dina because Dina is the sister of Rachel. That is the rabbinic prohibition. Not only could he not marry Dina, he cannot even marry Dina's co-wife. Let's say if their uh, husband uh, dies or they get divorced, he's not allowed to marry even Dina's co-wife. It's pretty distant. It's, he did chalitza to Rachel. Rachel has a sister. Okay, there's still a prohibition there. But even if the sister were to be married to some random person, her co-wife is also, there's also pro, there's a prohibition to marry her co-wife, for Shimon to marry her co-wife. Why? So the Gemara says, why, why, would we, why would we say this? Why would we differentiate from the, from the previous case? So the Gemara answers as follows. And we're moving on to Memalaf Amenalaf. The Gemara says as follows. Very interesting idea. The Gemara says, when Rachel goes to Beisden, when she goes to the court to do chalitza, it is common for her to bring with her her relatives. So it's, 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 it could be intimidating to go to Beisden, to go to the court. She'll, she'll bring with her her relatives. She'll bring with her her sister. Her sister is Dina. So she brings Dina with her. Shimon comes to the Beisden, to the court. And people on the outside, they're not really sure. They don't know who was the one that actually did Chalitza? Was it Rachel? Was it Dina? We don't, we're not really sure. They, they, they go together. The family goes together. And because from an outsider's perspective, they're not sure, did Rachel do Chalitza? Maybe Dina did Chalitza. So therefore, uh, we will be concerned that people will think that really Dina is the one that did Chalitza. And if Dina did Chalitza, so then uh, people, the law is, if it would be true that Dina did Chalitza, so then Shimon cannot uh, marry Dina's co-wife either. Because you're not allowed to marry the co-wife of the person you did chalitza to. So out of that concern, we said that Shimon cannot marry even Dina's co-wife. Because we're concerned that Dina went to the court, went to Beisden with Rachel. And so in that case, we are, that's, that is a concern. Uh, the Gemara adds and says, however, in the, in the previous case of the Mishnah, we're not concerned for the following. We are not concerned that Rachel goes to Beisden and brings his, her co-wife. We're not concerned that she brings, we're concerned she brings her sister her mother, some other relative, but to bring her co-wife, no, she, if anything, they have a, a more difficult relationship. She will not bring her co-wife with her to the Beisden, uh, to the court when she does Chalitza. And so therefore, we are not concerned that people will get confused between Rachel and in our example, Leah. Leah was the co-wife. We are not concerned. And, and so therefore, you are allowed to marry Leah's uh, relatives, because there's no concern that people will think that you did Chalitza to Leah instead of Rachel. No, that's not a concern. The concern only exists when it comes to Rachel's relatives, when Rachel's actual relatives, that she might bring them with her to Beisden. But she's not going to bring her co-wife to Beisden, so no one will get confused to think that the co-wife was the one who did Chalitza. So that concludes the Gemara, and we will begin a new Mishnah on Mem Aleph Amen Aleph in next week's recording.